Welcome to I Can Ship It. We're your host. I'm Annette. And I'm Ashley. We're going to talk about Winona Earp today. For those that may not know what Winona Earp is, um, it is a show on sci-fi. Um, comes out of Canada. We love our Canadian TV here at I Can Ship It. Um, a little background, a little info on what it is, but uh, Winona is the great-great-granddaughter of Wyatt Earp. There is a curse that is placed on the Earp family, and at the 27th year, so the heir will receive Peacemaker and has to put down all of these resurrected outlaws that the Wyatt has killed. And each time a new heir turns 27, they resurrect and come back. So um, she kind of puts together this little ragtag team and reluctantly hilarity, compassion, fun, and um, some heartfelt cries and all ensue. And this is this is one of my favorite shows. And I'm pretty sure, well, I know for a fact, Ashley, it's one of yours as well. Oh, it totally is. Um, Why Not Earp is one of my favorite shows. Um, I mean, if it wasn't, I don't think we could possibly be friends. Um, Not at all. <laughs> but uh, it's so good. And I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, we both have had a rough day today. So Thirsty Thursday is in effect. So yes. some of this stuff, there's no real, we have no outline really for this episode. We're just going to talk about one of our favorite shows. Like, it's, you know, we've watched it so many times that we pretty much have the episode uh, memorized. So we're just going to let it roll. I mean, in the spirit of Winona, we are drinking while taping this episode. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am drinking out of my Peacemaker pint glass, okay? There you go. So. I mean, <laughs> I unfortunately didn't get one of those because I ended up running out of money at Clexicon. So. We'll get you um, one, bought- don't worry. I bought way I too like- much, too much other Winona stuff, so it kind of worked out. But I need to get one of those mugs. Yeah, I feel like today we probably could have used the shot glasses as well. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh man, totally. Today, uh, shots all the way around. But I think I have a, like a fifth of vodka in this cup right now. So, <laughs> um, this is gonna be an interesting one, y'all. So uh, strap in. But Winona is such a great show. Uh, you know, so many characters that uh, you can relate to, and it's it's like a sci-fi, western, demon-esque show, but it, that's not really its main focus. Its main focus is the relationship between all the characters um, and our protagonist, Winona, and basically kind of like her journey, um, especially in the first season where she is... You know, she she realizes that she's the heir and has to take on the responsibility of her family's curse in order to protect her sister, protect herself, um, and protect the rest of the world. So it's a very interesting watch. Um, and I think we said in our last episode, um, we were talking about binge-worthy shows, totally bingeable. Like, oh my gosh. I, I've, I think I've probably watched seasons one and two on Netflix at minimum a hundred times. Um, definitely season one, it's got to be exactly a hundred, if not more, um, <laughs> of that show. Cause like, literally like I'll go through, like I watch a lot of the same stuff over and over again and it's in my watch list. So when I'm like, I don't see anything on Netflix that jumps out at me that I want to watch. I'm either watching Winona Earp or I'm watching Person of Interest or Sensate. Those are usually the three I kind of circulate through. Um, and so at this point, I think. Winona, yeah, Winona is actually back on the rotation because I just finished up uh, Person of Interest again. So um, I'm in like season one, episode, I'm on episode nine. 
a season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, getting towards the end of the season, and I'm like, all right, Netflix, please give us season three. Like, I'm going to end up getting through season two in, let's face it, not even a week. It's not even taking me a week to get through it. And then I don't have anything to watch. So, I mean, please. season three season is available on iTunes. I, I do have that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I, okay, I bought okay. that. I bought the season pass uh, when season three was airing just so I could watch that. But yeah, I mean, why Nona? I would honestly say, I mean, you'll hear me say, oh, that's my favorite show. That's my favorite show. But why Nona for me is one of those that, um, yeah, it comes to us in the form of this sci fi Western demon killing chick. She really is the choices she's making. It's a lot of the things we all face, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times in life. I know for me personally, especially as Winona was starting is I was kind of trying to figure out what, what do I do with myself? Um, you know, did I stay where I was currently located at or did I, you know, come back home? And to be honest with you, like Winona, the last place I wanted to be was to go home, but for the greater good of, you know, the family and, doing what you needed to to take care of yourself and what was right uh for the people that you love yeah you kind of needed to go home so you know we may not actually be battling a curse like she is but winona is just she's so fucking relatable and i mean she knows life is messy she knows her life is messy um she grew up that way and you know she grew up you know with demons actual demons you know we all battle that as we as we're coming up and even later on into life some of those childhood demons come back but um she just she just takes it head on and you know the thing for me to watch is how when we first see her she's like on a bus headed into purgatory now let's just think about that ashley purgatory i mean that's a holding pattern (laughs) right well there's there's so much like symbolism in the show like mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's sci-fi and demon-esque you know if you had to classify it but a lot of the stuff that you see is so metaphoric like i mean and we'll we'll get more and more into it um as far as like this show overall show but the character winona you know she's going to purgatory like if that is its symbolism at its finest for you know the holding pattern or um you know having that part of your life where you have to be so stationary in order to grow or whatever you know situation that you're facing where you do have to stop reflect figure this thing out so you can get out i mean and again it could be the booze talking i don't really know but that's just kind of <laughs> what i get from it um and emily andrews you know hey maybe she listens to this one day and you can tell us well, am i right like was it a metaphor or did it just happen to work out like that who knows um but the 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 I mean even the town like the town itself like I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily from a small town like I I live oh, in I one of the cities in the country so um and I that's basically where I'm from but I have lived in a small town and you know it, it can be very I don't know constrictive I guess is that a good word yeah, um, constrictive I would say stifling um yeah. sometimes it's it can be deadening like you just you can't breathe. It's, you know, it just suffocates you. Yeah. And then, I mean, with Winona, you know, she had uh, her sister and her father were killed. Like, I mean, that's that's a lot to deal with. You're 12 years old and you're, you sh- you know, you shoot your father. Um, I guess we probably wasn't on purpose, but it did happen. 
Yeah, we probably should have prefaced this episode first with spoilers. Um, spoiler alert, people. If you do not want to know what happens in Winona Earp, you probably shouldn't listen to this, even though we really, really want you to. But, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. You've been warned. Now with us, the rest of the programming. Okay, so, uh, you know, she lost her father. She lost her sister. Um, you know, she, Winona is the one who actually killed her father. It was an accident, but she's the one that shot him trying to save her family. And that weight alone, you know, of course that's going to drive anybody out of their hometown. Like, I don't, I don't know if I was in that predicament. Like, if I lost, you know, two very important parts of my family like that, I honestly, I don't know what I would do. Like, I, you know, would I leave town? Probably, especially since the town, you know, again, small towns, man, everybody knows your business. With a small town, everybody knows what happened, and you're constantly reminded of, you know, what happened. Yeah, you would leave town. So coming back, you know, that takes so much courage and so much strength to be able to do that. And she's coming back for a funeral, but mm-hmm. on top of that, you know, she's she knows coming back has, for lack of a better term, consequences. And she accepts that and still goes home to, you know, go to her uncle's funeral. That's the catalyst to, to get her home. But she goes home anyway, knowing all of this family drama, town drama, everybody knows what's going on. Like, that's, that's, that's some serious courage. And I think Winona is like one of those strong characters that has so much courage. She's hella flawed, y'all. Like, just hella flawed. But she exudes such courage in so many moments throughout the show that you actually could take that and put that in your own life and, you know, utilize that courage into your own life situations and different things, um, you know, in order for you to face whatever demons that you have to face. So, I mean, I love Winona. Same here. I mean, um, you know, as many characters as there are, Winona is both mine and Ashley's favorite. Like, Winona is the reason we tune in for every episode, even though we love the entire ensemble. Yep. Um, we have Waverly, who is Winona's little sister. And Waverly and Winona are very much a yin and yang. Like, you know, the town turned its back on Winona. They think she's crazy because she's talked about all these demons. Because here's the thing. Purgatory is quirky. And there's a lot of sci-fi and a lot of demon shit going on. But nobody wants to admit it. But then you got little perky, sweet, precious Waverly over here who is, you know, she's the angel of the town. Everybody loves her. And um, the way <laughs> the way Waverly gets introduced into this, because Winona and Waverly haven't seen each other for like three years. Because when Winona got old enough, because Winona was in a mental institution. She had been sent away. She had been locked away. She had trouble with the law because everybody just thought she was crazy. So they haven't seen each other in three years. And... <laughs> Waverly's entrance into our life is probably my favorite intros of a character ever. Like, so Champ, let's just go. Let's just go ahead and talk about Champ for a hot second. Champ is the worst, and Champ Hardy is Waverly's boyfriend. But Champ likes to cheat on her with anybody. Winona doesn't know this because Waverly and Winona haven't seen each other in three years, and. Winona's trying to get information out of Champ because she knows that he was with her uncle when he died. And Winona suspects it was the demons again. So she convinces Champ 
he takes her up to what is actually Waverly's apartment, but he puts it off as his because, hey, Winona don't know. So why not? Yeah, he is. Winona is straddled champ, you know, trying to get this information out of him. And all of a sudden, the door flies open. And Winona said, shouldn't we get uh, into something more comfortable? And the door flies open, Waverly with a damn sawed-off shotgun and says, like a coma? Winona dives behind the bed and yells, worst birthday ever. And then Waverly's like, Winona? And, like, nothing ever happened. Like, Waverly wasn't pissed at the boyfriend. Winona and Waverly just start to catch up, and then they start taking a walk out there. Like, the sisters... Which, in retrospect, like, (laughs) which, in retrospect, like, with the whole thing of, like, Winona and Waverly just, like, continuing with the conversation and Champ, like, skedaddles yeah. out of the room. Like, you could, that should have been clue number one, Champ, that clearly your girlfriend really doesn't give two shits about you if she caught you straddling, or some chick straddling your lap, and everything's cool. Even though it's her sister, everything's cool once she finds out it's her sister. Like, now, if it was me, I'd have been like, well, wait a minute now. What happened to sawed-off shotgun jealousy or, you know, anger <laughs> to absolutely nothing? Like, it's never addressed. It's never talked about again. And I'm just like, bro, that should have been your first clue. Something was up. But I digress. Continue. <laughs> you digress, huh? But no, um, yeah, Champ, Champ is the skis of the show. Like, we're just supposed to not like him. And it works very well. We don't yeah. like him. As a kid's sister, um, I definitely can identify with um, some of Waverly's issues. Uh, you know, uh, Annette talked about how Waverly is the one everybody likes. Like, this is the same family. So how is it that one became a pariah and the other one is so well-loved? Like, they even there's a, there's a scene, I think, like, a couple of clips after this, where Waverly is just in town and this old lady just, like, hugs her and, you know, everybody loves her. And, you know, as a younger sister myself, you know, I, I've never experienced anything like this. But, you know, your sister, your older sister always tries to um, protect you, give you advice and everything. And at one point, Winona was like, hey, you know, you're you're supposed to be the normal one. Like that. That's what we want. I told you to be normal. Like I didn't want you to have to go through what I did and have that stigma, you know, sh- overshadow you. For the rest of your life so you could thrive and you know be a normal person in this town um and you know older sisters have a tendency to do that like my older sister is very protective um and it, while i appreciate it in most aspects um it does get a little tedious at times because um, <laughs> i i'm a grown-ass woman like 30 something years old like i i mean we're not that even that far apart in age but you know i i get that Winona would want to be that such a protector, like immediately, like she immediately slips into the role of protector. Um, you know, once Waverly's introduced, and because she even, I mean, she says something to her, kind of like, you know, kind of biting about Champ after the whole shotgun debacle. But like, um, mm-hmm. you know, Waverly is such a, and I love her character arc too. Like every character on this show has a great character arc as far as how they start to, you know, where we last see them, you know, at the end of season three or whatever. Um, but Waverly, you know, she, she goes through some things. She, she has a lot of, she does. Uh, 
of baggage herself, um, whether it's baggage regarding her parentage or whether it's baggage regarding her relationships and her sexuality, like she got some, she got some things she got to go through. Um, and so I love that they, that Winona Earp keeps everything separate. Like, yeah, Winona is the main focus. You know, she's the, the title character. Um, but the rest of the characters on the show, the rest of the cast in the show gets their own kind of, you know, story arcs. You can kind of, um, you know, figure out what these characters are about and everything. And Way really herself, you know, she has such a big, um, arc. Even in like the first season, the first like few episodes, like she starts off Episode as kind two. of like, Boom. yeah, she like starts off just kind of like dropping in, you know, and being the catalyst for, for Winona to stay and, you know, fulfill her destiny. Um, mm-hmm. but even as that progresses, the more and more you see her, the more and more her story arc, yeah, she has scenes with Winona, but she ends up doing a lot of stuff on her own and that builds her character as well. And again, being a baby sister, it's hard, y'all. It's hard. If you're not a, if you're not a younger sister, it is very hard. Like, you know, you have, especially when your older sister is vastly different than you, it's very hard to kind of establish who you are as a person, um, separate from your sibling. And you're, Annette, you're a twin, so I don't even know how that works. Girl, here's the thing. Yeah. And I am a twin and we are, two of six okay and we are the youngest but even uh having a twin sister my twin sister bobette she um she's seven minutes older than me so but there's really never been that much of a big sister little sister dynamic but the thing is even though we are look we are not identical we don't even like the same things i mean we are different as daylight and dark but to the outward eye and i will say so i mean we live in a small town from a small town well, it's very much the twins, Annette and Bobette. Like, you know, we are one in the same for a lot of people. And I will not lie. Like, I mean, growing up, you wouldn't know it now, but growing up, I, you know, I kind of fell to the background. Um, oh, yeah. I was just, all right, you know, I always said that Bobette talked enough for both of us because everybody's yep. like, oh, Annette, Annette is so shy. You know, yep, she exa- does do this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so, my- I mean, it's very much you do lose your identity uh, when you're apart when you're always associated with someone else. But the thing is, nobody knows that dynamic other than you and the sibling. Um, Even if you have, even if you have multiple siblings, like, you know, I said, we're two of six. I mean, we have our own independent relationships with each of our brothers and sisters, but there's nobody that is connected like we are. And even within our family, they still view us as the same person, even though we're different as daylight and dark. so, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, Winona Earp, like, that, that's definitely one of her strengths, like, is her relationship with her sister. I mean, they've been separated for three years. You know, Winona left, and that definitely um, hurt Waverly. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I, and I can imagine that. Like, I remember, so, it's so funny. When my sister went off to college, I was 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 14. They were four years apart. And when my sister went off to college, she went to college in California. I was living in Louisiana at the time. And it was like, for us, it actually made us closer than when we lived together because I, I, I will not lie. I couldn't stand my sister. And now we live <laughs> together. Like me and Adrian, my, my sister, me and my sister Adrian, 
we are like Winona and Waverly in the sense of, you know, we're grown ass women. We live together. We literally do everything together. Like we're the best of friends. And, um, you know, when she went off to college, we became so much closer. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I was going through things, you know, in high school, you know, I'm a high school sophomore and, you know, telling her about the things I'm going through at school and, you know, she's in college and, you know, has a little bit more experience as far as life goes. Um, but that actually brought us closer together. And, you know, parking back to Winona Earp, their relationship is that that is what keeps Winona so grounded and so focused on trying to break the curses because she doesn't want that for her sister. And, you know, I don't know whoever's listening, if you have a sister, if you're female and you have a sister, that is a very, very different relationship than, you know, brother and sister. Yeah. You know, it's it's such a it's hard to describe. Like you have to have a sister. Like if you're a female and you have a sister, like it's hard to describe unless you can experience it for yourself. Um, unless, you know, you might have a, a you know, a non-biological sister, you know, like, like, for example, I'm talking here with my sister from another mister. Like, Look, <laughs> you know, we're, the, we're legit twins. Okay. This is the honest to God truth. It's so crazy. But like, you know, it's, it's a relationship that's hard to describe unless you have one for yourself and seeing it on screen and seeing it kind of unravel when Waverly is introduced, you know, with the whole shotgun thing and she realizes, Oh shit, it's my sister. Clearly, you know, I know she's not, not going to sleep with my boyfriend, whatever, but just, and then watching from that moment forward, cause like, I think it was like episode, I want to say episode three. Is that when, um, killer Miller, the the revenant of the week is that killer it, miller I, I, it was three four somewhere in there yeah that one you know definitely erper sister centric um you know you see that there is a part so basically this revenant that um winona has to kill uh he um i'm not killer miller i'm sorry um this was uh the barber there's this barber who's like hey you have 24 hours to um get people to forgive you and so Winona is like scrambling, trying to get these people to forgive her. Mind you, the whole town hates her, so it's you know it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but they get to the point where they're they're facing off with the revenant, and she's like, "All right, you know, people forgive me, like whatever." And he looks over at Waverly, and Waverly's like, "I don't, I'm not angry at her." And even Winona has that realization that, oh, oh snap, <laughs> like she is, she is angry at me. And, like, I remember watching that scene and thinking to myself, you know, growing up, like, oh, my gosh, for a while there, like, I I hated my sister, which is just, like, thinking back on it now, it it makes me sad. You know, I'm like, how did I, like, what what was I so angry at that I, like, hated her? And hate is a strong word, y'all. Like, oh, my God, like, you hate somebody? Like, that's some serious-ish right there. But, you know, I, like, hated her. And, um, and thank, well, I mean, thank God. There's that fine line with love and hate i mean it's, it can flip right across it really can you nobody know nobody that can trigger you like your sister uh-huh oh yeah oh yeah like you know your you know what your sister's buttons are and she knows what your buttons are mm-hmm. and you know exactly how to push them and what order to push them in um but i mean and i was and at the time like when i was going through that i was you know pr- pretty much going through puberty so i was pissed off at everybody um but even more so at her uh, cause you know, let's face it, you can't be mad at mom, cause you know, I'm not gonna say like I I got a black mama, y'all. I ain't about to <laughs> mouth off to my mom about anything because I will get the black knocked off of me. So that wasn't <laughs> gonna happen. So next target, 
would have to be my sister. But a lot of it too had to do with I I wasn't my own person when she was around. Like I was at, I was Adrian's little sister. Like that's how I was known. Whether it was at church, school, uh, whatever, I was always Adrian's little sister. I wasn't Ashley. Like I have a name, people. Like I don't. My Adrian's little sister is not my name. Like my name is Ashley. I'm my own person. Like and I'm a pretty cool person. So. You know, get to know me. Don't get to know me because I'm the sibling of somebody. But going through that and then going through that at pu- in puberty, um, it really made me despise her. And just really, I just really didn't like her. And it's so outlandish to think of now because she's my best friend. But, you know, Waverly has that moment where she has that realization of, my gosh, I actually, I really am harboring these, like, yeah. you know, disdain and anger against her. Waverly, you know, she's the one that stayed and she did all this research. She's trying to figure out how she can break the curse, because even though it's supposed to go to the air, even though, you know, it goes to the air on their 27th birthday, Waverly has spent her entire life researching the Earth curse and trying to figure out why, how she can break it. She said, because there's she the one thing she never found is how she can't how she can't be the one to break it. So why can't she? So, you know, she has all this resentment because Winona left her left her with this burden even though the town you know everyone loved waverly she did not have her sister she didn't have the one person that actually understood everything that she was going through and would go through yeah i mean it it is like sister relationships you know when they're strong they are strong but when they go awry oh my god like because a lot of times the the part that you essentially despise about the other one is really it's actually you're kind of looking in the mirror because you both yeah. do the same thing um you know there's so many times where like me and adrian we'll get in a fight and, and we were grown people and we i mean you you could be grown and you're still gonna have fights with your sister like it is what it is like <laughs> girl tell me just, about it you know that just happens i mean it can be about the dumbest thing too but you know we get in a fight man we get in a fight look out but then 10 minutes later, we're cool with each other. And that's kind of what happened with Waverly and Winona. Like, Winona's like, you need to be normal. What's wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? And Waverly's like, I'm trying to do what you're supposed to be doing, but you don't want to. You left. Mm-hmm. And so they have this, like, battle of wills. And then you have this moment where Winona is realizing that there's a lot of anger that's there. And then Waverly is like, oh, shit, there really is a lot of anger that's there. And they have that realization moment. Mind you, the bad guy is still the bad guy, so he's going to still try to kill him. But anyway, um, they they have this moment. Something bad always happens to Waverly. I mean, she oh, got kidnapped oh, episode one. Oh, totally. Like, every every time you look up, this chick is in some kind of peril. But God she can get herself her. out of it. But you love her. Um, But they're having this, like, you know, moment. And that realization after, you know, everything is said and done, that strengthens their bond. And it gets mm-hmm. even stronger. As the show progresses, it gets even stronger. And with that, you know, coinciding with that strength of that relationship, you see Winona changing and growing stronger as well because she has something that she has to fight for more than just, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's your sister. I mean, I would I give my wife for my sister? Absolutely. Sure, I so would. You know, but it it when you watch the show, it kind of goes beyond that. Like you see that Winona is fighting for more than just Waverly's life. She's fighting for the relationship. She's fighting for Waverly to not have to go through what she's going to have to go through in order to have a full life. Like, and that it's that in and of itself, that sacrifice of the sister is probably one of the best relationships on TV that isn't romantic. 
like out of that whole show. And you know what? I might piss off some people by saying it, but in the entire show, the best relationship on Winona Earp is the relationship between herself and her sister. Yes, it is. The Earp sisters are it. Yeah. I, I I can't get enough of it. I'm not going to lie. They just, I don't know. Probably It's probably because we have sisters and we've gone through this. And I mean, there's the reason that we really love Winona, the two of us. And we do definitely, you know, by no means, we can't wear leather like she can, but we do, you know, we definitely, I identify probably with Winona, especially with her making that decision to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, you know, I just get Winona. I mean, that's yeah. it. Like, I just, she feels almost, I know she's a fictional character, but I mean, it's just like a kindred spirit, you know, you just kind of, sure. oh, that's me. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the one thing about that show that's just so awesome is the fact that you can find something to identify yourself within any character on that show. Oh yeah, like not so much the bad guys, and even though I would say there's some bad guys, it's probably like you know what yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But you know, but for the most part, oh, well. the main yeah, right, the main character, main cast of characters, there's at least something in there for you that you can identify with, whether it's with, you know, Winona's courage, Winona's relationship with her sister, um, Waverly's, you know, Waverly's courage. Like, Waverly, you know... She's a brave seg- little toaster, let me tell total, you. Total segue, we're gonna, we're gonna do a, a, a episode that focuses a little bit more on Waverly and the relationship that she develops over the course of the show. But even Waverly has a, uh, courage about her that isn't just, you know, oh, yeah, she'll go into a gunfight, no problem. It's not even that. Like, it's not even physical kind of courage. It's, you know, a mental courage about her sexuality, about, you know, the the stigma of potentially being a pariah because of her sexuality, because of the the pedestal that the, this town put her on. But that's that's another episode. Sorry. Total mm-hmm. total tangent. But we'll get into our way hot. Don't yeah, you worry. But, all, but all of them have something that you can potentially identify with. And Winona, especially, especially as a woman in this day and age, like, Winona Earp, she's flawed. She curses. Like, y'all, there was oh a shirt at Clex- there was this, there was this shirt at Clexicon, which I need to buy and I just keep forgetting to do it. But it was like, I, I survive off of caffeine, curse words, and fan fiction, which literally sums me up in like a sentence. Mm-hmm. But like, Winona curses like a sailor. I imagine, mind you, it's on TV, so she can't curse too much. But um, if if she was on like HBO, I'm pretty sure she'd be dropping f bombs left and right. But, oh, she drops you know, an f bomb in one of the episodes. Oh God, does. I should watch that, and I, I will season not forget three. that. It's in season three, <laughs> she drops in season three, episode one, I believe, episode one or two, um, with the the sexy fog. She drops mm-hmm. an f bomb. Um, but I mean, she does a lot of uh bird flipping, which I mean, that's an oh F-bomb, my so, god, you know, but. <laughs> Randy Nedley and her when they well we've seen Nedley before but when Nedley and Winona meet back up for the first time Nedley's the sheriff at first we don't like Nedley because we feel like he's picking on our girl like he is picking on our Winona and she just she has no fucks to give no time for him whatsoever and she was like oh Nedley and she literally just turns around and as she's walking off she just shoots in the bird just straight up and that is probably my favorite one of my favorite gifts from the entire series and I'm like, God, that is so life right there. Just, oh, just flip him off and go on. Why? Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the philosophy that I 
have definitely taken from this show is, you know, depending on the situation, I have zero fucks to give. So you might get a bird. You might actually get an F-bomb. Who knows? It just depends on how I feel that day. But <laughs> Winona, she just exudes such a strength that, um, you know, you can totally take into any situation. And her her choice of language is just, it's great. And, and she, like, what... Look. The, she has the best one-liners, okay? Oh my god, totally. She's always got some smart-ass remark. I mean, when the dude's harassing her in the first episode, like, look, first episode sold me. Like, I knew from that pilot that I was going to be there every damn week just to see what came out of this woman's mouth. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude's giving her shit about being wider, it's great-great-granddaughter, and you know, how he settled in purgatory and said, why he wanted to settle in that shithole? And she just looks at him and she's like, my guess is the deep gene pool. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, the line, so, the line that sold me on the show, like, I was I was pretty much sold from Jump because I found out, you know, Emily Andrus was, was behind it and it's mm. Canadian and I'll watch literally anything that's made in Canada. The line that sold me is when she's talking to Agent Dolls and She's like, Dolls is like, you're going to help me figure out this whole purgatory situation um, or I'm going to arrest you or something like that. Or, or I'm going to turn you over to the U.S. Marshals. And Winona's like, that's blackmail, you dick. Then I yes. was sold. <laughs> I was like, I am in. I was like, season two, I'm there. Like, if she, she just told an officer of the law, that's blackmail, you dick. And she called him a dick to his face. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm in. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and, you know, she she throws, she likes to use dick quite a bit. She will, uh, will that comes up again in a lot of three. episodes. <laughs> a lot of episodes, but I remember <laughs> Sexy Fog, man. And she's, oh, Lord. I'm getting yeah. distracted now. There's too much running through this head. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, having a vivid imagination can be both a blessing and a curse because, like, when you're, like, talking about something and, like, that slideshow starts, like, running through your brain, like, you're like, oh, man, sexy fog. Oh, season three, episode two. Oh, season three, episode seven. Oh, season three. Da, da, da. Like, like it's, like, the best thing, but it could be kind of detrimental when you're trying to focus on what you're trying to do or say. You know, you get distracted. But, um, like, now, for example, we totally went off topic, but, okay, that's just how we roll on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, just... Y'all, the show is just good. Like, you know, I always like to use this example. If Buffy would have been made today and been on, like, HBO, not even HBO, but, like, on a cable network, I'm saving, say, TNT. TNT or sci-fi, you know, for example. You can can do a lot more cursing at certain times of night, you know, in the U.S. anyway. I don't know about, you know, Europeans and stuff. They're not usually too hung up on cursing as much as we are. But anyway... Um, you know, at night you can say a lot more shit on TV than you can at, you know, like seven, seven p.m. So, yeah, if if Winona, if Buffy would have been made today and on like TNT or Sci-Fi came on at like nine o'clock, this that's Winona Earp. Like, if you liked Buffy, like you would totally like it. And like, honestly, she doesn't. To me, she doesn't really remind me of Buffy herself. She no. reminds me a lot more of. Faith. If Faith wouldn't have got screwed over the way she did in Buffy, <laughs> I said it. Yep, you you heard it here. I, I said heard, Buffy girl. screwed Buffy screwed Faith over. If Buffy didn't screw Faith over and have that whole she went evil 
bullshit. That's why I know Earth. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best example I can give you as to, like, the closest character I can think of that people can be like, okay, like, I remember Buffy, I remember Faith, like, okay, I got it. That's that's kind of how she is. I would say she's a little more flawed. I think Faith was more hurt and she was younger, so it's a little different. But but Winona has that flawed, dark, um, I don't know, je ne sais, whatever. Uh, that's just how, that's kind of how she is. Like, and I'm sorry, I totally butchered the French language, but again, I have been drinking, so who knows what's going to come out of my mouth. True. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're just, we're just talking here, so, uh, try to think. Like, it's hard to, like, talk about your favorite character and not, like, give away the entire show. So, oh, I know. You know, and I, but I really want people to watch it. Like, guys, if you tweet, please. Hashtag fight for Winona. I'm pretty sure you're probably already doing that. But even if you're not, if you're new and you don't know anything about this show, we're fighting for it because we want our season four and five. That was promised to us. So we were promised season four and five. We have not gotten it because IDW apparently ran out of money. Um, Sci-Fi ordered the show. They want it back. Um, We are to see when they're going to find the money to give us our seasons four and five. And I think what we've gone... Like ninety six days now. Yeah, somebody said we're at a hundred days. I think is what I saw on Twitter. Something like earlier. that. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, why not Earth? So we forgot to mention, like, the show is filmed um in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So it's and they and they usually film it in the winter. So it's well past that time. Like they should have been like. Usually we would already be watching filming. season four. Yeah, we would be- like that summer TV. That that's the summer show. That you can actually watch, you could have watched live, um, after you binged the, the rest of the earlier seasons before mm-hmm. the or newest season aired. You could have done that, but IDW and their ish, you're gonna do. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, we know we, we don't want to talk about, talk ill about anybody, but, um, what the hell? Like, where's our season four and five IDW? Netflix, you know what? Finger wagging at you too. We're season three. Like, let's get the rights on there so people can see. Give the people what they want, y'all. Like, we are willing to pay for it. We want, we want yeah. it. Okay. Like, like honest to God, we would crowdfund this thing in a heartbeat. Although the creators and the staff and all behind it, they're like, we don't want to go that route because we know you would. We want what we were already promised. We want them to come through on their promise and give it to you. Um, you know, every now and then we'll get an update and they think. You know, they say they're close. But I'm just going to tell you, if I don't get more of Nicole Hot and Winona Earp together at Pussy Willows, oh my I'm going to be an angry bitch. Oh my because god. That's a listen. good... One of the... I would say, okay, my favorite relationship is Winona and Waverly, of course. Yes. And I would have to say, it's not necessarily a relationship, but my next pairing is my bro TP. Would have to be, would have to be win hot. Like, Winona yep. and Nicole is some of the best TV that you will ever see. Like, their dynamic is just, it's, it's comedy gold. Y'all. I mean, like, kudos to Melanie Scarfano, who is Winona, and then Kat Burrell, who plays, uh, Nicole, because anytime these two, like, the first time we really get to see them interact without Waverly present is when they're both being miserable. In Nedley's office, looking over these case files, and they're sitting there. Okay, let's face it, they're not shit faced. 
it takes a lot to get Winona there, but they are drinking. They're trading drinks back and forth. And they're both drinking miserable. whiskey out of the bottle. Yeah, like, out the plate. And, I mean, they're both upset because Nicole was like, oh, you know, I guess I wasn't the only one allowed at the homestead because Waverly was having, like, this uh, bachelorette party for a friend. And so, you know, like, they just, you just see this whole, it's a whole new dynamic because it's not romantic whatsoever. They're not even really friends at this point. And Winona yeah. has no clue what's yeah. going on with Hot and Waverly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she, they like each other. They, they're, they are different. When I talk about different, like, Nicole is a, she's pretty much a by the book, goody two shoes. Winona calls her a narc at one point. I mean, that's, that's the way, you know, Nicole is just like this, solid grounded good character everything that Wynonna is not and but when those two get together it is the best shit and my favorite I will say my favorite episode straight up 100% season 2 episode 7 and it is um everybody knows and spoiler as we said there will be spoilers Wynonna is pregnant we'll get it that's a whole other thing but anyway, whole other thing whole nother thing <sighs> there's some you know issues with who's the dad and you know who's is it actually doc holidays yep actually doc holiday white's best friend that's a whole nother thing and then or is it a revenant which shouldn't happen but you know what there's a possibility because uh winona unbeknownst to her actually slept with a revenant yeah. so so waverly sends nicole in the mommy said winona and you know waverly's assuming they're gonna stay at the house and winona's like to the bar it's an away game. And then the next thing we see, they are at a strip club, a bar, and it is called Pussy Willows. I am telling you, if there was a prop from this show that I could have, it would be the damn sign that hangs in Pussy Willows. <laughs> and what proceeds to happen, Nicole has to drink for, you know, both of them, because Winona's pregnant, she can't drink. And Nicole proceeds to get shit-faced. But even shit-faced, girl can shoot a gun. And, I mean, you just, you see her there for Winona, and it's not because, yeah, she loves Waverly, and this is her sister, but she knows this woman is going through some shit, and she's just there for her girl. And it's hysterical, but it's also, it's, it's like one of those where you get to see, like, this true friendship that has developed from season one into season two of these two women. And, I mean, they stumble out of that bar, Ashley, because <laughs> Winona wax dude in the thorax. And, yeah. you know... Hot's like, I'm sure, you know, Revy McRevenant there is not going to be too happy about having his thorax crushed. I mean, she's drunk, y'all. And um, she's like, well, you know what, Hot? You're a good shot and you're a cute drunk. It was like, they like stumbled on the bar and then um, the guy, like he's the guy that she's Jonas. Like, Jonas, that's his name. Yeah, he like shows up and he's like, that's my kid, uh, you know, evil yeah, mumbo he- jumbo. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, you know, and why, and way uh Nicole is just like stumbling around, like, oh crap, like, what are we gonna do? Waverly shows up. Now, before when they were in the bar, before like, uh, uh, Nicole got drunk, (laughs) (laughs) Waverly calls to find out where they are because Waverly went home. And she's like, well, where the hell? I sent you to stay here and watch her. Like, where the heck are you? And Nicole's like, uh, 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 Aphrodite, you made me do it. Yeah, she goes, I hear music. Wait, thumping? Trashy? had a strip joint and she <laughs> and that girl aphrodite made me do it and but the best part what does winona do when she says aphrodite made me do it she's like yeah ah! 
But like and she grabs her like, phone and chunks it in a beer. Like <laughs> she's chunks, like she's like chunks in a beer because like Nicole is like she's still trying to have this conversation with Waverly. Yeah. And she can't the, lie and, to Waverly. She yeah, and Winona's like, stop talking, like, just shut your mouth. And, <laughs> and Nicole is like, I can't lie to her. You know me, I can't lie to her. And so she's like, still trying to like, figure out a way to tell Waverly, but without telling her. And then Winona grabs her phone and then dunks it in a pitcher of beer. And Nicole is like, yeah, I probably yes, deserved, I deserved that. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But like, they, their dynamic is just so great. Like, your favorite is season two, episode seven. My yeah. favorite has to be season three, episode seven. Like, that was the best episode. I laughed almost literally from start to finish. Like, it was freaking insane. Like, they got, there's a troll that's trying to find a wife. <laughs> and that's a gnome. It ain't a troll. It's a gnome. Oh, yeah, gnome. Gnome trying to find a wife. They got, they're in a biker bar. They got like this weird like councilwoman lady who they're trying Bunny to get. To... Yeah, Bunny. They're trying to get Bunny to vote for Nicole for sheriff, and she has it goes into like almost anaphylactic shock. She's allergic to cats. I mean, there's just so much happening, and it's all happening with Winona and Nicole together, and because they're such different people that anything and everything they do just seems to blow up in their face and it's just freaking hilarious. Like they got this this gnome who's after them because they like broke uh his wife or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, they but... broke Monique. Yeah. And so and he's like I need falls it. Girl, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> they like I mean they're you know, so they're dealing with that and this like gnome is like trying to determine who's gonna be their his wife and like they're handcuffed together at one point. Oh and my god. Nicole is, and Waverly, or excuse me, uh, Winona's like, here, take her. Like, she's awesome. And I, and she's great in bed. I should know. My house has really thin walls. And like, the look <laughs> of just like disgust from Nicole's face was just insane. It was hilarious. And then like, Nicole's like, she's really fertile. And she's like, and, Nicole, and Winona's like, that's the one time I had a kid one time. And Winona's like, um, she's just a really great person. And, like, I mean, they're just, like, back and forth trying to avoid... And Hot finally says, she's like, you should know that I'm a lesbian. <laughs> what Nona says, Hot, love is love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't want to be with a gnome. And, she, and she's like, Hot, love is love. That's, she says something smart. Like, wow. But, like, their dynamic is just... It's TV gold, y'all. It's just so funny. And, and on the show, like, Winona Earp, I would classify as, like, like I said, a sci-fi western demonistic, like, dramedy. Because you have the drama of the different things going on as far as, like, the overall plot. But then you have these, like, comedic episodes and, like, comedic moments to break up the seriousness of the show. Um, and it's very refreshing. And it fits within how their characters are. It's not forced. Like, that's, like, one thing I don't like about certain shows is, like, when they are very serious and they try to have, like, a funny episode and it just does not land. Like, that annoys me. Because it's like, okay, these characters, like, it's outside of their character to be, you know, comedic. And so when you try to make them comedic and it it just falls flat. But because these characters have so many, like, their personalities have the ability to do that, then it just lands and it's so funny and it's refreshing. Because sometimes, like, 
especially in season three, a lot of that shit was heavy, man. Like, there was a lot of oh, heavy episodes in season three. I mean, Jolene? Oh. Oh, girl. Oh, it's my favorite episode of the show. And that strength that Winona brings to pretty much everybody on the show, like, she brings so much strength. And it's just her really, like, being there. Her fight for them just gives them that extra boost to be able to oh, get yeah. through whatever situation. I mean, she just, you guys, she just has, Winona is just such a complex character that she just, oh, I, I freaking love her. Like, Winona is just, she's such a, she just brings, she exudes such a courage that you, you know, pull into your own life. And you may not even subconsciously even know that you're doing it. Like, no, I remember, you know, Clexicon 2018 was my first, like, really foray into the LGBT community. And it was scary. And I, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like, I'll be 100% honest. I really didn't. And I went, I went with a cousin who's also, she's a lesbian. I went with a cousin and she didn't know I was out. I mean, she had her, she had her suspicions because, well, let's face it. (laughs) um, We all know each other. Yeah. But like, you know, I went to Vegas and I, I mean, I didn't even tell her the whole trip. Like we, we flew together. I mean, everything, like we're on a plane together. And I'm not even telling her exactly what I'm going to or what I'm doing. And we finally get there and I, you know, I'm around my people, you know, and I, I got the courage to to tell her. And I mean, she was kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew. But so it wasn't really a big reveal. But like, but still, you that found that courage huge, in yourself to exactly, say it. That was a huge step for me to say it out loud. And you know, and I, and it was just such a weight that was lifted off my shoulders. I was like, finally, it's somebody I can talk to and like, you know, somebody who gets it. And, and then just that whole weekend of being with, with my own, like, I wouldn't have had the courage to do that. Watching Winona Earp and watching her strength through the, through the TV, through the, through the show, like, I pulled that into my own life and gathered the strength to, Little by little, I'm, I'm changing my life. Like, it's not a drastic thing, but, like, you know, I'm getting it more and more comfortable in myself. Yeah, and it counts. And that that's, that's the sign of a great character, I think. Like, if you can pull something from a fictional character into your own life and apply it to whatever Jolene or whatever situation that you got going on, like, that's just, that's a great character. That's a great, strong character. And she's female. Like, I think that's what resonates the most because she's a woman who just does not give a fuck. Like, if you don't like her, she does not care. That's her problem. That ain't hers. Your problem is not hers. Like, you either get on board or get out the way. Like, that's her mentality. That's how she is. And taking that aspect of her and applying that into certain parts of my life has drastically helped it and makes me feel so much better about myself because, you know, like I said, everybody's got a Jolene and you know, there's a lot, and everybody's got multiple ones, and yep. you just, you have to figure out strategies to be able to fight them, and just taking that strength and courage that I saw from Winona and the escape that I had from TV into the show, and being able to pull it into my own life, like, it's life-changing. You hear, you hear Erpers all the time talk about how life-changing the show is, and, you know, did it really change your life? Like, you know, I... I'm I'm skeptical when I hear stuff like that. Like when people, you know, fans are like, "Oh my God, it changed my life." And I do. I, I I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic about a lot of stuff. But this show and this character, I can genuinely say, 
has changed my life and I know it's changed a lot of people's lives. And I think that's why we fight for Winona. That's why you have people putting up billboards and, you know, flyers and I mean, just all kinds of stuff to get the show back on the air because it's more than just a show. It's well, way more than that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know, when Winona started airing, I had gone through, well, I'd lost my mother, you know? Um, Let's let's put grief out there as a Jolene straight up, but um, I you know I was in a funk, like I had pretty much withdrawn from my entire life. Like I would get up, go to work, and just do whatever I had to, yeah. Um, just you know barely making it through the day, and then I found this little show because I'd watched Lost Girl that Emily Anders had also done, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give this a shot. And that first episode, like. For an hour, I had complete and utter joy. Like, I didn't think about the fact that, you know, my life was upended. I was dealing with some heavy shit. And then, you know, I was like, all right, this is fun. And gradually, as the show went on and, you know, I started really accessing and getting into fandom for the first time. I mean, you know, I dipped my toe in with like Rizzoli and Isles and Person of Interest, but to make sure that I was home every Friday night so I could live tweet about this crazy little show with these strangers that I'd never met. Um, but they all somehow, we all had the same interest and we all became friends, whether it was online and some of us, you know, we would eventually meet in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's just so amazing. And I, I'm with you. You know, people laugh when you say that a show changed your life. And like you said, you're skeptical. But I'm going to tell you, if it hadn't been for wine on herb, I don't know that I'd be here today. Yeah. I mean, it, it, people don't, I mean, you don't realize how much it definitely can affect you. And, and I apologize to the people who I scoffed at that said a show changes their life. Like I, I do. I mean, I will eat my words. I apologize because that's what Winona Earp did for me. Like you said, you meet, you, you met people, herpers, man, herpers can be some of the best people. Like, yeah, you find Having out you have a it, lot more in common exactly, than just her. Exactly, you know, and finding finding a group of people who can relate, who, especially, you know, especially with the Jolines in our lives, like, finding like-minded individuals who are going through a lot of the same things you're going through, it wouldn't have happened. Like, you know, a lot of the shows that I watch, yeah, there's a fandom, but you know, Erpers really and truly are a a, a family. Like they're a, they're, yeah. but like Erpers, man, like it's just some of the stuff that I see online about Erpers support. Like if you're going through something and you just need an encouraging word, like some days you just need an encouraging yeah. word, you know, to just get you through, to get you over that hill. You know, you just hashtag Erpers support, and you got you know at least a minimum of thirty replies telling mm-hmm. you it's gonna be okay. Just no other show. Winona Earp, hashtag fight for Winona, hashtag Erper support. I mean, anything you can come up with with Erper or Winona Earp, just look at it and you will see. I mean, it's there's some yeah. awesome people in this group, I'll tell you. Yeah, the little show that could, our little shit show. We call it all the time. Our little shit show, man. Like, I mean, just just amazing people and I, I just uh, it, it warms my heart and I'm not a very like sentimental person like I don't get all you know doe-eyed and all that oh I am I'm gonna cry I'm at not. a Hallmark movie FYI <laughs> no I, I'm not like that like I'm I'm more of the skeptical side of this equation I'm a pisces but, like, I'm a crier okay 
yeah, I, I'm a Libra, okay? We're very, we're very logical when it comes to a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, I was very skeptical and, and even I'm just like, dude, like it's, it's real, y'all. It's real. Like 100% is real. Like you will find your people, like whether it's with me or Annette or anybody else, like you will find somebody hanging out with Erpers or talking to Erpers. Like mm-hmm. get on Twitter. Like there's Erper hashtag Erper Greek. If you're like scared to talk about anything or to somebody, get on hashtag Erper Greek introduce yourself you're gonna get 50 hellos you're gonna get some follows like people they just they welcome you with open arms and sometimes that's all somebody needs is just to be accepted yeah. by some it's it's our show we will fight for this thing we are fighting for it like i will tell you right now you bad mouth my show i'm i probably gonna have something to say because i have a big mouth oh, so we're gonna throw down <laughs> so do it at your own peril if you decide to do that but you really don't have anything bad to say nobody really does so you know, hey, you do you. But I think, <laughs> I think our drinks are kicking in. So um, I think this might be a good time to wrap this up with a nice yep. little bow. Um, we got some other uh, Wine and Earp centric content coming for you guys. Um, we're going to do a way hot episode. Super excited about that. Um, you know, we got notes. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we're going to uh, hit that up. We got some other amazing stuff coming up. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to see, you know, it's so hard to like plan content sometimes because a lot of times we have so many of the same thoughts that like, it's not even like a debate of what we're going to talk about. It's just a matter of what order we're going to talk about it in and if we're going to combine it with other things. So, but we have some cool stuff coming. Um, you know, check us out on our anchor page is anchor.fm backslash I can ship it pod go in there. Um, we're streaming subscribe, you guys. You know, um, what other, whatever podcast, um, app you use, stream our We are content. available on Apple now. We're on Apple now. I mean, we got nine places we're streaming from. Anchor.fm um, uh, backslash I can ship it pod has links to different apps that you can use, um, to download our, uh, pod or listen to our pod on. But if they have a subscribe button, you know, do us a little favor. Just hit that subscribe button. You know, we're trying to build this thing up. You know, we want representation, you know, in all aspects of media. So we're trying to do our thing, do our part to put some good stuff out there and talk about things that we care about and, you know, talk about us, man. Talk about our community. So I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, We enjoyed talking with you guys. Thank you again so much for listening. This is the I Can Ship It pod. I'm Ashley. And I'm Annette. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>